0: And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons in It. I'm your host Steven Skolansky, and I'm your co-host Robert Skolansky. And this week we're going to head to space, space, space. space. Dude, I want to go to, I want to go to the moon. I want to see if it tastes like cheese. No, 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 no. We're not going to the moon. We're not, we're not going to the moon. Who would go to the moon? Futurama. Okay, they mm-hmm. might go to the moon, <laughs> but they've been there before. Maybe we'll go to Mars. Or maybe we'll just circle around the Earth a couple times and head back home. Yeah, like William Shatner did. (laughs) Circle it a little bit. Come Uh, back. Say, I've been to space. Yes. No, you haven't been to space. You just hit the upper stratosphere and got weightless and said you're in space. Well, and that was wasn't down. that Jeff Bezos who did not make it to space? <laughs> yeah, not quite space. Because there was who was it that did it? It was Bezos and Musk, right? Yeah, and Musk actually made it into space, but not Bezos. Yeah, not very by very far. They literally just got right past the the barrier. Well, then they didn't make it to space. That's not in space. Space, yeah. it, space is Acar- like... according to uh, <laughs> what's his name, um, <laughs> the black scientist guy that everybody loves. Jesus, no. oh. Uh Oh, uh, oh my God. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, it's him. Is it Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yes, you're yeah, right. yeah. He, uh, yeah, he came out and said, yeah, they didn't really go into space. Yeah, they didn't go to space. <laughs> no. They might have hit the hit the uh, sky very high, but that's about it. The so... other, the other thing I'm waiting for is which one of us is going to win Worker of the Week. Ooh, I don't know. Is it gonna be? Get... Is that gonna be our microphone? Yeah, the microphone's gonna win the uh, uh, worker of the week. He does. He does all the work here, guys. He records us. <laughs> he carries us. He, he carries. carries us. He makes us look good. Yes. So uh, this week we are uh, sending Homer to space with season five, episode fifteen, deep space Homer, which is a reference to Star Trek's Deep Space Nine. Yes. Yeah, I'd never realized that until, like, because when I saw the episode pop <laughs> up, I saw that, and I'm like, oh, Deep Space Nine? And, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was no other references to, uh, unfortunately, Star Trek in this episode. Well, there is a Star Trek reference in here, but not Deep Space Nine Star Trek. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it aired February 25th, 1994. So, for a recap, an attempt to send an average man the- into space... Homer and Barney are recruited as astronauts. I don't know if I'd really even consider Homer and Barney now, average. Okay. I, I, now, I would consider them below average. Yeah. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So, okay, look, I get why they were picked. Yes. Like, I, I get why they were picked. Yes. And I think earlier on they say international search is done. I don't think they searched. No. But, Matt, across the entire United States, this is the best they could do. Well, it's because of how, how, how they it happened. have it. Yeah. Yes, we'll, we'll get to it. Okay, so this week, because it was such an amazing episode, we had to skip the chalkboard, yeah. skip the intro, go right to the couch, and they were even so lazy yeah. enough to put that fat guy back <laughs> on the couch again, and the Simpsons kind of squeezed in, and that was a repeat from Bart's inner child. Which was another good episode. Which was another good episode. So let's kick it off with uh, this episode this week. Yeah, so uh, we hear Smithers uh, summoning uh, the workers for the Worker of the Worker of the Week Award. Now, okay, they have a... Not conference room, but like this, like, we see it. In oh, the, yeah, the like, auditorium. The auditorium. <laughs> Why are they making everyone leave the plant? Maybe the auditorium hasn't been built yet. Have we actually seen it up until this point? Have we? I don't know, because we haven't gotten to Homer's Enemy yet. No. Because that's the, that's, uh, I'm Homer's Yeah. To, yeah. Um, I God. can't think of that guy's name. Um, it'll come to me eventually. I, I swear we've seen the audit. I don't there. think we Maybe have. Yet? Okay, so they haven't built it yet, so they have <laughs> yeah. to go outside. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and so, you know, I love, this is a great, this is a great bit. So, employees are walking through a scanner, like a full body scanner, <laughs> like x-raying them as they walk through. Wait, but why? Was this, okay, was this <laughs> to start the day? Was this the middle of the day? <laughs> And why do you need to scan them? Is someone going to have a gun and shoot Mr. Burns? <laughs> well, hold on. So the first two workers who walk through are clean. They don't yes. have anything on them. The third guy has a pistol in his helmet. The fourth guy has an Uzi underneath his jacket. The fifth guy is his two kids posing as an adult. <laughs> And I love that, so Homer is last, well, that we see you to walk through, and, like, he's kind of hunched over, like, scratching his back, and he walks through, and he's all hunched over like the like yeah. an ape, and the security guys are like, oh, hey, Homer, and Homer's like, oh, hey, guys, and he comes out, and he's, like, scratching his armpit, because he's, that's the joke, it's great, I love it so much, it's such a great gag. Okay, so, but, back to my question, why, why is there security, would, would they have gone through security to get into the plant? Maybe, maybe this is, like, the beginning of the day. Okay, see that's what I was wondering. Like, yeah, maybe it's just. But beginning. then why would Smithers be calling? Would there have been like a memo the night before? Okay, everyone, we're starting the day out in the courtyard. Maybe they just decided to do it that day. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know. So, uh, so then we uh, we we cut to the courtyard, and Lenny and Carl are, are you know sitting there with their their worker of the week award medals on, and Lenny and Carl are talking about how they hate Worker Week because everyone has won one except. Four. And then Homer runs, hey guys! <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> He's like, I like it. So, I have a question. Have you ever worked for a company that has done, like, you know... Employee of the Month. Employee of the Month or... Employee yeah, the... I never won. See, neither did I. And I think... It's a popularity contest. Well, well I, don't, I, it is. I don't know, like... Well, so I've done it. I've, I've had it twice at two different TV stations. And the reason I hated them so much is because everybody puts in roughly the same amount of work. Like, everybody's doing their job. <laughs> and there was a week, and I remember this, where we covered the Badgers men's basketball team when they went to the Final Four. I think it was that year. And one of the reporters ended up winning the, the employee of the month, even though, you know, I did a ton of work. You know, if it wasn't for me, you know. And so I, I think employee of the week awards or employee of the month awards are really not great. Like I think higher ups like, Oh, it'll breed competition to make people work better. But I think it breeds more resentment (laughs) than it does productivity. So, uh, so, uh, so now Homer, Homer, like he's like, I have to win today. Yeah. It's like union rule 26. Every employee must win worker of the week at least once regardless of (laughs) gross incompetence, obesity, obesity, or owner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. Well, I mean, you know, they're, they're a union. He's got to win. And yep. so uh, Burns comes... Uh, Smithers, he's like, everybody, give me an odd hush. Yeah. Like. And uh, he <laughs> introduces Burns, and Burns comes out. Yeah, he's like, compadres, it is imperative that we crush the Freedom Fighters before the start of the rainy season. And remember... A shiny new donkey to whomever brings me the head of Colonel Montoya. <laughs> and then Smithers like whispers in Burns' ears. And he's like, and by that I mean yeah. let's award let's <laughs> award the worker of the week award. And guess who won it? The inanimate carbon rod. Stupid carbon, carbon rod. <laughs> it's all just a popularity contest. <laughs> oh my god. See, I told you it's just a popularity Ooh. contest. Uh oh. I love, I love this episode. So, you know, all the workers cheer for the inanimate <laughs> yeah. carpenter rod. And Homer's like, I'll show Burns who's inanimate. And then he just stands there. Like an inanimate, inanimate object. object. <laughs> yes. Thank you for explaining the joke. It makes it funnier. Um, so now we cut back to the Simpsons household where they're eating dinner. And he, uh, Homer mumbles, you know, how the rod is dumb. It's is a popularity contest. And Bart's like, well, did you get to see the rod? <laughs> and Homer's like, nobody respects me at work. Then Marge is like, well, we respect you. And Bart secretly writes, insert braid here on the back of Homer's head. <laughs> and all the family laugh at it. And Marge is like, Bart, don't do that. And then she kind of chuckles. And Homer's like, well, I want to see it. So he, like, starts trying to look at the back of his head. Yes. Spins it around, around, ends up on the floor, spinning around while everybody's laughing. And then they all kind of just die down because they're like, oh, oh, this this isn't funny anymore. Because, yeah, like, Homer. Like, it's yeah, funny because that's the second time Homer's done that yeah, for a completely different situation. Yes. Um, so, you know, Homer is like, I'm going to watch TV. TV respects me. <laughs> it laughs with me, not at me. And he turns on the TV, and the first thing he sees is a guy pointing at him laughing. He's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so then Homer, you know, turns on a spaceship launch. And uh, the, the mission of this launch is to see the effects of weightlessness on tiny screws. Well, yeah. Why else would... Uh, to see the effects on chimps? Exactly. Oh, we'll get to that. Yes. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so Homer <laughs> calls the event boring, and he uh, tries to change the channel, <laughs> but the remote batteries fall out. Have you ever had that happen to you? No. No? Where you grab the remote batteries fall out? No. Because no. I know how to use a remote control? No, maybe it's just a horrible remote. Like, it could be. It's like the latch doesn't open. Homer it it had, might be a very Homer, old remote. Yeah, man. and Homer was so shaky that the batteries just popped out. Because yeah. you see, like, the the funny thing is you see the back panel of the yeah. of the remote kind of swinging open. Um, and so uh, we see that the, uh, the guy's introducing the crew. It has a mathematician, a uh, different kind of mathematician, and a statistician. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically a math yes, that. Again, thank you for explaining the joke. Makes funny. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so Homer tries to get the batteries back into the remote. He's fumbling. And, you know, Bart walks in and says, oh, no, not another boring space launch. Which leads me to believe that the Simpsons have accidentally turned on the space, space launches a few times. <laughs> I mean... Is that the only channel they get? Oh, no! Space launch again! Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, they can be kind of exciting, but I think, you know, it's funny, because I think if this episode played in our day and age, I would completely understand it, because there's just so many, like, space launches every year, and, like, <laughs> you know how you have billionaires racing hey, to if space? There, if this episode aired in the 70s, everyone would be like, ooh, another space launch. Yeah. back then, they used to watch them. All the time. I, I don't know how many space launches. That I mean, <laughs> there were a couple trage- There's the the Challenger tragedy in '86. Yeah. But like, I don't really know. I don't remember too many space launches in the '90s. Yeah, not too many. Yeah. And uh, so I like how Bart uh, yells at Homer to change the channel, and obviously Homer can't do so. Bart yeah. slides across the room and unplugs the TV. <laughs> you know, instead of turning it off. Or, yeah. You know anything else? And so, uh, <laughs> I like how the NASA... So, the guy's name's Stillwater. Oh, okay. They, they never said his name. Yeah, his name's Stillwater. So, he's uh, like, people, we're in danger of losing our funding. America isn't interested in space exploration anymore. And then, Babcock Badcock is the other guy's name. okay. Like, maybe we should finally tell them the big secret. <laughs> that all the chimps we sent into space came back super intelligent. Then we see a swivel chair <laughs> around and a chimps in a suit. The chimps like... No, I don't think we'll be telling him that. And then he hops off his chair and uh, wanders away. But yeah, the scientist, you know, says they have a problem with the launch, and uh, it's the lowest Nielsen ratings they've ever gotten. Okay, so I'm going to s- explain this for anybody who doesn't understand Nielsen ratings, because it is a very archaic thing in TV now. Uh, because the way TV ratings... Because radi- of streaming. What? Well, not necessarily because of streaming, because a lot of TV stations now are what are considered metered. So, like, they install some boxes and then they can just, you know, see the viewing habits of people in a certain area. But the way Nielsen ratings worked is that, you know, select families were chosen and you were given a diary and you would write down what, what you watched and when. I'm not even kidding. like It's a real thing. And the problem with the Nielsen rating is because it's done by humans. You might, like, this has been an issue in television where, like, we'll get a phone call for another station, and they'll think we're them, and we'll get yelled at for another station. So, you know, the whole Nielsen-Rady thing is, you might write down what you think you're watching, but you might be watching a different station. (laughs) So, but I kind of have to agree here, rocket launches on TV, probably not the most compelling thing to watch. No. Especially since they take so long. Yes, they do. Yeah, and so I like how uh, they're talking about, you know, the astronauts that do <laughs> go into space. You know, like, most of them are clean cut, yeah. athletic go-getters, and uh, scientists hate that. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they want something better. So yeah. another scientist comes in and asks, well, what kind of people do people like? And the other <laughs> guy shows shows what they like on television. Or TV. TV. <laughs> so and so uh, the first clip we see on the TV is a Home Improvement, and this must have just started, right? Oh, home Improvement, I believe, started in 92. Okay, yeah. And so it's uh, Tim Taylor, and he ro- backs us. he's like, hur, 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 I supercharged my <laughs> motor. <mower. laughs> yeah. 91. Sorry. And so uh, Tim Taylor like puts it into uh, reverse and backs it up over uh, Wilson, and he's like, oh, my God, I must have killed him. And uh but yeah, so yeah, and he goes, oh well, it looks like it's back to jail I go. Oh yeah, and so Tim Tim Taylor was played by Tim Allen, yeah. who actually uh, spent two years in Michigan prison for cocaine possession in the seventies. Yes, why is yes. that important? Because he killed Wilson, and the line is, oh, oh so it looks back to prison. Yeah, he's like back to jail again for me. Okay, yes, um, that is why it is relevant. Okay, I was like, <laughs> I don't know why that's relevant. Uh, So, the second clip is from Married with Children. This is awesome. Which is, you know, so for those of you who don't know, Home Improvement aired on ABC. Yeah. And Married with Children was a Fox program. Al, can we have sex? (laughs) No. (laughs) And then he reaches over. Apparently, there's a toilet in their living room. He flushes the toilet everywhere. And so, if you notice, as as this is going on, the audience is laughing. It gets more hysterical. And so, this is actually a parody of the actual Married with Children's well, yeah. audience for being, because they, they were viewed as being loud and excitable to the point of being obnoxious. <laughs> which I never knew that. Well, I knew they were filmed in front, in front of live, yeah. but I didn't realize like that was, you know, how they were because I guess I never paid attention to that. Yep, and so the scientist, scientist points out that the characters are just blue-collar slobs. Well, yes. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Um, well, I don't, well, yeah, I guess a shoe salesman is a blue collar job.
1: Yep.
0: Um, and so they're like, well, why don't we get someone like that for the next launch? And the uh, the little one guy's like, well, let's do an inefficient, inefficient search at the taxpayer's (laughs) expense. And Pabcock goes, I wish there were an easier way. Yeah, it's called sending out flyers. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, I think, obviously, the joke is the government doesn't know how to do uh, stuff efficiently. Yes. So then Homer... uh, So the phone rings at NASA, and it's Homer calling them (laughs) to complain about the boring space launches. And he's like... And then he also describes himself as an ordinary (laughs) blue-collar slob. Just to let you know, uh, I'm an ordinary blue-collar slob. And so (laughs) Babcock goes... How did you get this number? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Homer also complains about not being able to get Tang. And then he's like, oh, hold on a second. And he flushes it. What is it? What did he bring the, the phone from Moe's into the bathroom? Well, you know, I mean, that's a reference to the Mary I, Yes. So obviously, for those of you who don't get it, Tang is a double entendre. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, because, you know, because they drink Tang in space. Yes. Like, that's, that's how that's you... That's what the astronauts drink. Yep, yeah, they drink Tang. Growing boys need their Tang. Um, so then, you know, all the scientists kind of look at each other. And Matt kind of goes, our long search is over. Um, you didn't even begin your search yet. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even start. You're just like, oh, this idiot called us perfect. So then a car uh, drives... I- I'm assuming... I don't, again, we don't know where the Simpsons live. Uh, but a car from NASA pulls up, because the words NASA are written on the side of the car. Yes. It's, well, you know, it's from NASA. Uh, Optimus, and, you know, so they cut inside, <laughs> and Homer calls up the president at the time. He's like, oh, well, I've heard you know where to get Tang. Because it's Bill Clinton. Like, <laughs> he calls know. Bill Clinton. So you know. th- th- And and uh, Homer tells Clinton to no, shut up. like, I figured if anyone knew oh, where okay, he could get some card. Tang, it'd be you. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, the funny thing is, this was before, for the Monica Lewinsky scandal. It was just hilarious. But I love the fact Simpsons that... Simpsons called it. Yeah. This, I don't think this is ever a Simpsons prediction that uh, yeah. anyone's ever caught. Yeah. Um, and I love how Homer tells Clinton to shut up as well. And I'm shut assuming, up! And I'm assuming Clinton asked him where he got the number from. Yes. Um, and so... Um, how does Homer know the telephone numbers for both NASA and President Clinton? Now, was it Clinton's... Like personal phone or the White House? I don't know. (laughs) One eight hundred White House. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so, what what was the Stillwater? Was that his name? Yeah. Uh, He asked Homer if he was the one that called, and Homer's like, "Oh God, I'm gonna get in trouble." Uh, It was that guy sitting over there, and he points at Barney, and so they go to Barney, and they're like, "How would you like to be higher than you've ever been in your life?" (laughs) Which, oh my God, that hits so much harder now as an adult because uh, yeah. like Barney like you could see the look in Barney's he's eyes and then like oh how would you like to go to space he's like be an astronaut yeah, yeah absolutely no he's no, telling, no, no he him how, he, how if he wants to be high you know as high and I as high as he can in his life he's like oh be an astronaut yeah yeah and he's <laughs> like you know, they're like they're telling Barney yeah it'll bring you uh bring respect from the family from your family and friends and Homer's like respect it was me I was the one that made the call Check with the FBI! I have a file! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so uh, Except for the fact that Bart's the one that makes prank phone calls. Prank. Um, so uh, Babcock suggests taking them taking both Barney and Homer. So Stillwater knocks them both out with what would you call that thing? Is it like call a slapper? I don't know what they're called. Yeah, I don't know what that thing is. Um like. and, and so Babcock's like that was unnecessary, and the installer the, was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were oh. going to come with us. <laughs> oh, God. And so now we cut to the Simpsons in the Beverly Hillbillies' car driving <laughs> to uh, Cape Canaveral. Um, it was such a weird cut right there. I yeah. don't know why they did that reference. Because they're hillbillies? Uh, I guess. So, so they go to Cape Canaveral, formerly Cape Kennedy, formerly Cape <laughs> Arbuckle. So, Cape Canaveral was formerly Cape Kennedy. I don't know where this Arbuckle <laughs> reference comes from. If anybody has a clue what the Arbuckle thing is, please let us know because uh, I have no idea. And so, um, so they do a press conference where Homer and Barney are introduced as the next kind of aver- uh, next kind of astronaut, the average American. And the first reporter from the AP raises his hand. He goes. Is this a joke? I assure you, this is not. And then another reporter, who works for the Minneapolis <laughs> Daily Star, which I thought was great, which is, you know, a real publication here in Minnesota. Yep. And she goes, no, 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 really. Is this a joke? joke? <laughs> 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 oh, uh, and so another reporter stands up. He's like, uh, question for the barbecue shop. Oh, for, we probably yes. should uh, reference that. So, Homer is wearing a uh, hail to the Chief" apron at the NASA pre- press conference. Uh, yeah. And uh, Barney is dressed, dressed like a golfer. Gulfer, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the uh, reporter's like, uh, question for the barbecue chef. Don't you think it's an uh, inherent danger in sending unqualified civilians into space? And Homer's like, I'll field this one. <laughs> well, no shit, you uh, were asked. Was, yeah. <laughs> The only danger is, if they send us to that (laughs) terrible planet of the apes, and then they are thinking, wait a minute, Statue of Liberty? That was our planet! You maniacs! You blew it up! Damn you! Damn you all to hell! (laughs) And he kneels on the ground like in the movie, raising (laughs) his fists. Yes, thank you for explaining the joke. Well, they don't know. They don't know how he's yelling at me, standing up. Uh Uh-huh. And everything I've explained thus far, they can't see either because this is a podcast. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so I like how that Barney passes out because, you know, he's been drinking. Where did he get the beer from? Where doesn't he get the beer from? He always gets it from Mo. Well, maybe they uh, suck to his veins. No. No? No. So, uh, so then we uh, cut to the, kind of the training center, and yeah. they're kind of explaining to them all that, you know, only one of them can go into space, and they'll have to do three weeks of training. <laughs> That's it? That's all it takes to become an astronaut? Apparently. Ooh, I want to become an astronaut. If it only takes three weeks, I can do three weeks. Um, so, you know, Barney is told that he can't drink beer, because, um, you know, they got to be, you know, fit. sober and fit, and he's like... Well, I'll go crazy if I can only drink wine. (laughs) And funny enough, wine usually gets you more wasted quicker. I don't think so. No, people that drink like two glasses of wine are usually pretty slosh fast. Yeah, how big are the glasses are they drinking? you ever seen women drinking wine? They're in like jugs. Well, yeah. So they're drinking an exorbitant amount. Of course, they're gonna get drunk. You don't get drunk faster. That's not. That's not how alcohol works. No, wine. Wine is typically higher in alcohol volume uh, volume than a Miller Lite would be. Well, yeah. You're not going to so compare. drinking more less wine, is gets you more drunk than more beer. If it's higher in alcohol content. Well, you didn't it's state that. Math. All you said. All right. All right. So uh, Homer tells tells Barney, may the best man win. And then he whispers over to the scientist. Barney has a big drinking problem. Couldn't embarrass the program. Tell the guy to meet me in that tree. I can tell him more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently Homer really wants to go to space. Yeah. Well, he wants the respect of his family. Being an astronaut will give him that respect. Yes. And so, yeah, so now we uh, cut back to home, and Bart can't believe... Well, no, no, they're on the base. Oh, are they? Yeah, this is on the base. Oh, they're living on the base? Yes. Oh, that's right, they are living on the base, that's right. So Bart can't believe Homer could be an astronaut, and he says, uh, (laughs) he is so full of, uh, what's the... Opposite of shame, and Mark tells him pride, no, not that far from shame, less shame yeah (laughs) and so and so Marge, you know tells homer when i found out about this i went through a wide range of emotions first i was nervous then anxious then weary then apprehensive then kind of sleepy then worried and then concerned but now i realize that being a spaceman is something you have to do (laughs) Who's doing what now? Who's doing what now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Homer just got completely lost yeah. before he merges, merges yeah. speech. And so, you know, Homer gets to the training God. facility. You know, he's like, he thinks he's on time and ready to go. He says, well, I'm on time. I don't see Barney crashing the rocket into the White House and killing the president Gumbel. Gumbel. <laughs> and uh, The guy's like, oh, Barney's been here since sunrise. And, and yet, how long have they been at the training facility? But probably, but I'd say let's say they've been there about a week now. Okay, I'd say I'd say about a week. Okay, or maybe not. He I mean, could be in the first day, but I don't know. Well, maybe maybe he was because Barney is like fit as a fiddle. Yeah, he uh, cleans up nicely. Yeah, he does well. It was in like a future episode when he stops drinking. He just becomes like yeah, sober yeah. like right away. Yeah, and so I like how Barney says he gained his balance back. And dictation, and so he does some uh, flips while reciting Major General song from the Pirates of Penzance. Uh, I'm a modern of a modern Major General, a mineral a admiral, blah blah blah, blah. I don't yeah, know yeah, it. Yeah. And then someone's like, "Well, watch this." He starts doing car wheels like there once was a man from Nantucket, and then crashes into the wall. <laughs> Oh, oh God, I love it. You know, it's and, sick. and so now we kind of get into their training. Like, I forget. What, what? I, I forget what the the thing is called. It's like not a sem- centrifuge. Like, no, no, it's something for some centrifugal force. like yeah, how, yeah, yeah. how your body can handle. Yeah, handle yeah. it. So, so Homer is. Uh, so first they do Barney, and Barney kind of spins around, and he, goes you know, like kind of you know, handles mm. it. And then Homer <laughs> gets into it, and uh, he turns him into Popeye. He's like. <laughs> I can't stand no more. <laughs> and so then they go into the breathing test. I don't even know what that measures. Uh, well, your lung capacity. Lung capacity, that's right, yes. And so they're doing the breathing test, and Barney's now blowing in, holding the bubble up, and then, you know, the guy's timing him, and yeah. he relaxes, and he's out of breath, and we cut to Homer. He just drank the liquid. Mmm. Madison, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so now Barney and Homer are in a battle, like from the Star Trek, and it's the scene where Homer and Barney are dueling in the arena, which is referenced to Gamesters of Triskillian, and that's from Star Trek: The Original Series. I told you there was a Star Trek reference, <laughs> but not from Deep Space Nine. Yep. And doesn't they start talking in Klingon or something? I, no, fucking random. No, no, no. I don't know. And so now the head guy introduces Barney and Homer. To race Banyan and Buzz Aldrin. Who, they got Buzz Aldrin to they voice They got Buzz himself. Aldrin to voice himself, yes. And he is the second man on the moon. <laughs> well, as I like to say, second comes after first. <laughs> Awkward silence. Yeah. And so, Buzz, Buzz like, so Barney, we hear you're kicking ass. And Homer clears his throat. He's like, I uh, don't think this contest is over yet, Buzz. <laughs> If that is your real name... Dude, I use that all that time. I had no idea I got it from the Simpsons. I believe there is still a little something called the swimsuit competition. (laughs) And then Stillwater's like, there's no swimsuit competition, Homer. You mean I shaved my bikini zone for nothing? I use the, if that really, if that is your real name line, so much. I I honestly didn't know that I got it from the Simpsons because I think I heard somebody else say it. Uh, But I love it. So, uh, you know, so now they're walking with Homer and Barney and they're like, you know. He's like, gentlemen, you've both worked very hard. And in a way, you're both winners. But in another more accurate way, (laughs) Barney is the winner, <laughs> and so you know they pour champagne, which is non-alcoholic. Well, and, you don't know that yet. Okay, so they pour champagne and they give it to Barney, and he react. You know, after he drinks it, he reacts like he drank alcohol. So then Barney's like, he, he's like, I'm out of here, and he grabs a jetpack and he tries to fly away, but the jetpack dies, and then. He lands on the roof. (laughs) So so he lands on the roof to the pillow factory. But obviously the roof is really hard. And he falls on the road where he's run over by a truck carrying marshmallows. (laughs) And this is where the scientists are like, they can't figure it out. It's like, that's non alcoholic champagne. And Homer, Homer, well, Homer, I guess you're the winner by default. Woohoo! The two sweetest words in the English language. Default default, default 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 and then still water to wax him with the thing where did you get that send away <laughs> send away uh, so, so you got it off the back of a comic book yeah is that what that means i love i love the default line yep. oh my god use it use it every chance i get um so you know so now we get an itchy and scratchy episode called scar Trek. <laughs> The next laceration. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and well, so it opened all the Star Treks. <laughs> episodes Deep Space Nine, the original s- series, and now the Next Generation. Yeah. So, uh, so we see Scratchy driving his rocket ship, and he eats a sandwich. But then Itchy <laughs> pops out like the alien and alien. Yes. And then he eats the sandwich. The sandwich. Yep. And so, and then after it, after Itchy eats the sandwich. He uh, decides uh, he's, had <laughs> he's had enough of Scratchy. He's had enough of Scratchy. He's had enough of Scratchy. And so he shoots Scratchy into space. And then he has, like... Is that the thing from Aliens? that The thing he climbs into? I think it's a reference to, to it, it. Okay, I don't think... It's not the exact... So, yeah. So, itchy climbs this machine... Which he uses to grab Scratchy and he holds Scratchy's body up to some rings on a planet, which are spinning, and it cuts. Probably sc- Saturn. Probably Saturn. Uh, which, and it cuts just, by the way, Saturn's rings are made up of just rocks and asteroid oh. bits. It's not actually a physical ring. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Scratchy is cut in half, and <laughs> he's like, he's just kind of floating there, and then Scratchy. Like, All right, fine. And, you cut and, me in <laughs> half, sure. And then Itchy. Uh, Uses the little machine to take off Scratchy's helmet, and Scratchy or Scratchy's head expands because that's what happens in space, and then Itchy takes a pen and pops Scratchy's head like a balloon. Yeah, and then and blood splatters all over the screen. blood guts, well, brains, yeah, brain matter. It's the and, end. And then we get a viewer advisory: the preceding <laughs> program contains scenes of extreme violence and should not have been viewed by young children. Um, it yes. should have been at the beginning. The, well, the beginning. well, those, uh, those, uh, warnings haven't been put into TV shows yet, right? Like the little TV 14 in the upper right hand corner? I think clutter? they have. I think they've been around since the late eighties. Oh, have they? Yeah, I think okay. so. Um, and so, you know, the kids are laughing about can it. You always check my VHS tapes. Yeah. So the kids are laughing about it, but Homer's is like sitting there <laughs> grabbing the couch. Just, you can see the sweat pouring out of his head. It's oh. great. Love it. And so now we, you know, we cut to the Homer and the astronauts walking slowly to the spaceship as, as you do in movies and TV shows about this. And uh, Homer sees the spaceship and he's like, no, and he runs away. Yep. And so he decides uh, he's got to call Marge. So he finds He's got to pay- get, get that, that extra or something. Yeah. So he decides to call Marge on a payphone. And uh I mean, just ran if they're on the on the station, could they just run back to the house? I, I don't know. I don't know how far away the <laughs> shit is. And so he calls Marge to tell her he doesn't want to go through with being an astronaut anymore. And he says, Being an astronaut is what got Marge to respect him. Yeah. And Marge is like, uh, Homer, when we met, you weren't an astronaut. <laughs> And you don't even know how to use the touch tone on the phone. But I still respect you. And then you hear, beep, beep, beep. Homer, you've already dialed. <laughs> and then Marge, Marge tells Homer that if he doesn't take this opportunity, he's going to regret it for the rest of his life. Yep, it is like, you're right, Marge. Just like the time I could have gone, could have met Mr. T at the mall. The entire day I kept saying, I'll go a little later. I'll go a little later. <laughs> and then when I got there... They told me he had just left, and when I asked the mall guy if he would ever come back again, he said he didn't know. Well, I'm never going to let something like that ever happen to me again. I'm going into space right now. <laughs> and he gets a slight pause. Beep, beep. Marge is just like, oh my God. Oh, God. So, you know, he decides to go into space. Marge uh, says it's going to go well, and that she is proud of Homer. And you know, he starts dialing again because he's an idiot. (laughs) And so now, you know, we see Homer and Race and Buzz on the rocket ship. And Homer's like, "Are we in space yet? Are we in space yet?" I want to be in space because I'm thirsty. And Race is like, Race calls Mission, con- mission, con- mission Control. Uh, can we sedate the cargo ahead of schedule? Uh, request denied. <laughs> I didn't know Homer was cargo. I thought the ants and the screws were the cargo. Yeah, so we see uh, we see the an-, uh, an ant colony in the background uh, with the label experimental ant colony. As, as we'll find out later, they're, maybe they're smart ants? I don't know. Um, and then they also have to deliver uh, children's letters to God, and there's a a bin thing on the side next to Buzz that says "Children's letters to God to Jettison. because <laughs> <laughs> that's where God lives. is in space, so they press a button. they jen- Well, ha- haven't you ever seen Futurama? It's where God. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wherever Bender ran into him. Yeah, space. Anyway, yeah, okay. space. Big gas. Big galaxy out there. It's yeah. final frontier. No, oh, it is. And so I like the ca- I like the I countdown. I do love like, the countdown. Three, two, one, big rocket, go now! <laughs> I mean, I've never been in mission control before, but man, I bet I bet one guy. Okay, ever since this was this was aired, I guarantee you, one guy under his breath. <laughs> he's not the guy counting down. He's like he's yeah. not the guy on the microphone counting down. But I swear to God, you see, you see like fifty some people in this mission control center. I swear to God, at least one of them, at least one of them is under their breath. Three, two, one, Big Rocket go now. And then he's just giggling under his breath. Because I would totally do that. Uh, I, I swear to God, if I ever to watch a rocket launch on TV, I'm so going to do that. You're never going to watch a rocket launch on television. Probably not. But I would totally do this if I did. And so as they're launching into space, we see Homer's face turning into Nixon's. When they're flying up, because everyone's like, rrr, Yeah. Rrr, well, that's why you do the, the the spinny thing. Yes, to see if you're vice. Well, he didn't turn into Popeye, he turned into Nixon this time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is now, what, the fifth appearance of Richard Nixon's face on The Simpsons? Yeah, something like that. Jeez, that guy gets more playtime now than he did when he was president. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so now we see the family watching on TV. And, uh, cause yeah. yeah, I mean, now, now they have a reason to watch the space launch yeah. and uh, Bart cheers on Homer and Lisa says, uh, some, some... random poem that no one knows. Yeah. Go dad, go. <laughs> well, yeah, she was trying to be all smart and clever and it's like, nobody understands what you're saying, Lisa. Come on, Lisa, be smarter. Like the, the blue collar slobs that want yeah. to watch people go into space. Yeah. And so now we uh, uh, see that the TV, the guy, they cut back to the thing. It's like, all oh, right, the TV ratings for this lunch were the highest in 10 years. Oh, um, I almost freaked out with this reference because I knew it came out in 94. Yep. And the Challenger explosion, as we talked about earlier, happened in 86. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, they said 10 years, not eight. It's fine. <laughs> oh, 96. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's close to that time. I was like, okay, don't think they're referencing the Challenger because I think that would be very poor taste. Well, what was there a... There was a launch in 84. Oh, was there? Yeah, and okay. it did explode. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so... <laughs> Otherwise, they probably would have learned by now. Yeah. Um. So everyone cheers, and the head guy asks, well, how's the shuttle doing? <laughs> it's like, well, all this equipment here is just to measure Nielsen ratings. And as I've, I have explained before, <laughs> that is not how TV ratings worked in 94. <laughs> but it is kind of funny <laughs> that uh, the entire space station is dedicated to uh, TV ratings. Although, and, although it is NASA, so, you know, they might have some advanced technology there. Well, which is funny. We'll get to it a little bit down the line, but we do learn that the station is monitoring the spaceship. Yeah. It's not just for TV ratings. Yes. Maybe half of it is. Half, yeah. of the, half of it is. Yeah. So, you know, Homer, they finally get into space, <laughs> and Homer's like, oh, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Giver of life. And uh, shows the other astronauts, "Hey guys, look what I smuggled aboard! It's a bag of potato chips." Watch out! They're ruffled. And not yet. We don't know that yet. So Homer rips open the bag of chips, and all uh, the you know potato chips. chips just come flying out. And uh, you know, there's like he's like, "Oh my god, they'll clog the instruments." I mean, would they really? No. No. Care, but careful. They're careful. Ruffled. They're rumbled. <laughs> and so Homer's like, well, I'll take care of this. And he starts uh, eating the chips to the tune of the Blue Danube Waltz by John Strauss. Really? Did you just discuss- go? Johanna? Johan. Johan Strauss. The second. The second. <laughs> Sean? I don't know. You played more... uh, I did. I have actually played this song on the violin. (laughs) Wow, you're cultured. Good job. I am cultured. It doesn't come across because we're doing... Don't go to uh, museums or anything, but you're cultured. Yeah. Um, I watch The Simpsons. I'm cultured. So Homer Homer, uh, does not have finished the chips because as we see when the ants are there, chips are still flying around. But as he's eating one of the chips, he's kind of spinning and floating and I like how he eats the chip. And then all of a sudden, he's heading towards the ant colony, and obviously it's, what's that called, uh, the force where once you're go in motion, yeah. something doesn't stop. Near the third law. Yes. I think. Something like that. Yeah. And so Homer's obviously in motion, he's trying to like slow down, but obviously yeah. he can't because he's yeah. in motion, and smashes his head right into the ant colony, <laughs> freeing them from their enclosure. And I like how the ants start talking to each other. Like, protect the queen! Which one's the queen? Another ant comes in and says, uh, "says it's the queen." But another says, "No, you're not." And then, and then after your Homer crashes, freedom, <laughs> horrible, horrible freedom. <laughs> uh, so I like how Buzz Buzz calls Homer an idiot because now they'll never know if ants can sort tiny screws in space. I don't think ants can sort anything in space. But they can sort things underground, so maybe they can sort Ooh, things in space. All right. See, we'll never know. Ooh, we'll never, never know. Homer screwed uh, it yeah. up. We'll never know. Thanks, Homer. And uh, so now, as they're kind of floating in space with the ants and yeah. the potato chips, NASA kind of butts in hey, guys, we got James Taylor to play some music for the astronauts. And we got James Taylor voice, yep. which is awesome. <laughs> um, and so Homer, I like how Homer confuses uh, James Taylor as an ex-president. I'm trying to think of who he was thinking of. <laughs> James Madison? Maybe. Or isn't there a president with the last name Taylor? There is. So I maybe. Think he, but I think he was assassinated. Yeah. I don't know. So Buzz tells James that they have a critical situation going on. It's like, well, I'm going to play, and you're going to sit there and float there and like it. <laughs> And so then he proceeds to play. Uh, You've got a friend, yep, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. And so as they're playing, apparently this is also being broadcasted on TV. I don't know how. I don't think that's possible. Well, they get, I, I think it's possible to have a camera on there, but not know. live. I don't think probably can... not live. It, you always know, there's a delay. Space stations always have a delay yes. with Earth because of yes. satellites and and yeah. whatnot. So I don't know if it would necessarily be live. I don't know if they would necessarily be playing what's going on in the spaceship. Especially if there's a critical situation. Yes. Yeah, probably not. kind of weird. Yeah. But, there's a camera, so (laughs) Kent is doing a report on the uh, space (laughs) launch, and all of a sudden we see an ant kind of floating in front of the camera, and he takes it as it's a big giant ant instead of a tiny little ant. Apparently, uh, Kent Brockman never got the... uh, as, we uh, established, as we've established, I'm pretty sure Ken Brockman works for Fox News. Yeah, I don't think they gave him the notes of the specifics of the launch, no. that there would be ants on, the, yeah, on, no. the, on, the, on it. But he's like, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've just lost the picture, but uh, what we've seen speaks for itself. The Caviar spacecraft has apparently been taken over, conquered, if you will, <laughs> by a mu- master race of giant space ants. It's difficult to tell from this vantage point whether they will consume the captive Earthmen or merely enslave them. One thing is for certain, there is no stopping them. The ants will soon be here. And I, for one, <laughs> welcome our new <laughs> insect overlords. i like to remind them that this is a trusted TV personality. Uh, I can be helpful in rounding up others to toil in their underground sugar caves. And I love how there's a graphic of an ant, like, whipping a person, like, did the graphics team just have this ready to freaking go? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> 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 I want to know. I want to know who that graphics person is because they whipped that out, yeah, Mike. Yeah. Because making graphics in the ni- mid nineties is probably not the easiest thing to do. Now, obviously, do you, you, I think we mentioned this on the podcast before? Yeah. But if you have breaking news, you don't use any sort of graphics. Do you find graphics from another news station? So normally, if there's breaking news, what will happen is we will have what is called a lower third. So it'll just be like a little thing, a little graphic on the bottom that says what's going on. And then if we go like to a reporter on the scene, there'll be a little live bug in the corner to let you let everybody know that it's live. Now, in the meantime, if you're in a big enough station and have enough people, there's probably somebody in the background working on a uh, full screen with information on it and stick it in so that the director can take it. Okay. Um... So it is possible. It's possible. Not this quick. But not, I don't think this quick. I don't, I don't think it's going to be that quick. And so, uh, you know, Ken's freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. And we cut back to the the Simpsons watching on television. Marge, you know, tries to reassure that the kids uh, to the kids that Homer's all right. And Lisa's like, well, what are you basing that on? Marge's like, who wants ginger snaps? And I love this scene because, like, she takes Maggie's head. And turns it inwards towards her, but there's nothing on the TV that like would scar her because the the video feed from space is out. Yeah, like they can't see it, so it was kind well, of fun. maybe it was because Ken Brockman was talking. I mean, I would turn a baby head from Kent Brockman. Um, and so we cut back to uh, the space shuttle in <laughs> space, and we hear James Taylor Tell- James Taylor now. S- now s- he's still singing, but this time he is singing "Fire and Rain," but he changes the words. So if the live so, did they have a live feed, or was it just audio? Who? The space station. To where? To the TV, to where? To the TV station or to the control? The, the, so, okay, the command center, the control center, to, yeah. to the shuttle. Did they have a live video feed? Yeah. Okay. How would they not know that the video was out and they were in trouble <laughs> I and just know. got James Taylor the fuck out of there? Uh, maybe they didn't know. I don't know. That's why I was wondering if it was just an audio feed to them, but then why would Kent Brockman have a video feed if and they didn't have a video feed? Maybe he paid somebody off to get the video feed. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe they had Kent Brockman at the at, at Cape Canaveral, and like oh, it was a closed-circuit television deal. Oh, maybe. Um, which still leads me to the question of how they got that graphic so quickly. <laughs> Anyways, so, you know, James Taylor singing Fire and Rain. But he changes the words because it says, what is he saying? Like, crashing to the ground or something? Yeah, so, okay, so he's something, the flying through the air, and then he's like, oh, no. Yeah. Well, he's like, crashing to, bits and Pet crashing to the ground, and then he's like, uh, flying safely <laughs> through <laughs> the air. Uh, and so. That was a good change. Was, I like that. that. That was good James great. Taylor I wonder, I wonder if he did that. By himself, or if it was written into the script? That would be a good question. I like that question. That's um, a good question. And so now we cut back on board to the space shuttle, and the ants are, you know, crawling everywhere, and they get into the navigation system and short it out. Yep. And, you know, James Taylor, you know... He's like, ants, the- huh? We had quite a severe ant problem <laughs> at the vineyard this year. I had our Gar- Garfunkel come by with this compressor, and we created a total vacuum outside the house, and we blew the ants out the front door. But I'm sure you high tech NASA <laughs> people could care less about our resort town ways. And the uh, Stillwater <laughs> is about to smack James Taylor in backpacks. Wait, wait, he might be onto something. And so, you know, we go up into space and they're like, all right, everybody grab onto something. And they all grab onto like whatever's in front of them. And Buzz Aldrin goes, three, two, one, make hatch blow now, <laughs> which is great. And so the hatch blows open and all the potato chips and ants fly out. And Homer is like, well, that's all done, and he went, like he does a little hand thing. And, but the door, the hatch isn't closed yet, and he hasn't he be buckled in, or did he unbuckle? None of them were buckled in; they just grabbed on. Don't spacecrafts have those? Yes, like, yes, they do. Like uh, the shoulder straps. Yes, they do. Were they wearing them when no. they rocketed? though when they launched? Oh them? yes, yes. So why would you just put those on? They panicked. <laughs> Or maybe, or maybe Buzz and raced it, and Homer didn't. I don't know. And so, <laughs> so uh, Homer, you know, because of the the space suction, Homer flies out of the space shuttle, but he's able to grab onto the handle of the hatch, and uh, it starts to bend, and uh, Babcock's like. This is a disaster. And James Taylor just runs away. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no shit. This is a disaster. You have Homer Simpson up there. What did you expect? Yep. And so uh, Homer, you know, he's holding on that handle for dear, dear life and Buzz and Race co- uh, come over and right as the handle breaks, they they grab him and they're able to burn him, uh, pull him into the space shuttle and uh, they point out that if the hatch remains open, they will burn up upon re-entry. Yep. And uh, I'm surprised they weren't dead because they also weren't wearing their helmets. oh no they were wearing their yes. helmets they were, were they? yeah because uh homer oh, hits yeah, race in the head yep, yep, yep. yeah um yep. and so race is, uh race looks at homer he's like if i'm going to hell i'm taking <laughs> you with me and homer Homer's like wait 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 and like he grabs behind him and he grabs a rod and he's like aha now i'm gonna beat your face in with this and he like starts tapping on race's head and he leans back to take a swing but the rod gets stuck in between a hole and where the hatch handle is. And it keeps the hatch closed. And so, you know, and now we get back to uh, Kent Brockman, who's on air. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay, yep. So, yeah, Kent comes back onto air. (laughs) He's like, well, this reporter was possibly a little hasty earlier, (laughs) and would like to reaffirm his allegiance to this country and its human president. It may not be perfect, but it's still the best government we have. For now. <laughs> and there's a side I love how they taped up a sign behind <laughs> Hail a ants. Hail ants. ants. Oh. Oh, God. So good. At least it was taped and not an actual graphic. Yeah. It did graphic. Yeah. Maybe. That's how they got it so fast. That someone drew it. <laughs> I don't think anybody drew it. Uh. So, yeah. When the, So, now the space shuttle is attempting re-entry. And I like how uh, the song Aldrin <laughs> and uh, Banyan are humming is the battle hymn. Of the Republic, <laughs> while Homer is singing his favorite song, Those oh Golden, Golden Grams, the sweet and crispy Golden Grams that okay. San Francisco Tree. I don't know what it was. No, it was uh, San but Francisco yeah. Tree, San Teresa rolling. But yeah, apparently I didn't know. Gold- did you know Golden Grams had a theme song? Um, I did not know Golden Grams. Did had they have theme- a, <laughs> a, I, I think he made that up. Okay. Uh, you check I, into that. I'm going to okay. search. So Lisa, you know, Lisa's on the couch like, I hope Homer uh, makes it. And Abe is sitting next to her. She's like, come on, Dad, you can make it. Grandpa's like, oh, of course he'll make it. It's TV. So Golden Grahams had a So Happy Together TV commercial in 2016. However, in 1976, there was a Golden Grams serial commercial. I can't play it for you. Because it's probably copyrighted. So after the podcast is over, we will listen to it. And if you guys want to look it up yourselves, it is from 1976. Oh, there's also a Golden Grams song in 1985. Oh, okay. We'll take a listen to that. Probably post something on Facebook about it for you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but yeah, I like Grandpa's line. He'll make it. It's TV. <laughs> Like, he thinks he's watching a TV (laughs) program. But it's also meta because it's a TV show. Yes. I love it. Um, So, the space shuttle, you know, crashes. So, normally, if you guys don't know, when space shuttles do reentry, they're always. uh, Well, I guess these latest ones have been like the space shuttle actually has wheels and lands at a runway, right? Or do they crash in the ocean still? I think it still crashes. I damn it, watched them. So I know, okay, so back they in They haven't the day, sent an average American into service. I know. Well, okay, so I feel like, like the, all the Apollo missions and all those, yeah. when they went into re reentry, it was a pod. Yes. That landed in, in, the, water. O- in the water yeah. or ocean or something. Well, that's the safest spot to land. Exactly. So I don't know, because these guys... Basically crashing into a convention center, but I thought shuttles nowadays actually are like real shuttles. They have yeah. like airplanes and they land. I have no idea. Yeah. We should have had an astronaut. We should have had an, <laughs> an astronaut on this episode. I feel like every episode we're like, man, we should have thought about this ahead of time and had a guess. But yes, the, the space shuttle crashes at a convention center where apparently there's just a news reporter convention going on. So that's kind of a true thing. Um, there is a thing every year in Wisconsin. I'm pretty sure every state probably has something like this. Where, because I did this in college, and they also do it for professionals, where you go to a convention and you listen to people speak about news. It is oh. boring, but the thing to do when you're in college is you get there the night before and you get drunk. Oh right, okay. <laughs> so I like how. The, so as they crash, like the reporters gather around, and they open up the door, and the reporters ask, "How they solve the door problem?" And I love... I mean, this is awesome. Yeah. Buzz gave Homer the credit yeah. for, you know, saving their lives. Yes. And then... The reporters realize Homer used the anatomy carbon <laughs> rod to do it. And they take a picture of it and now the rod gets put on Time Magazine. In rod we and We Trust. Rod We Trust. Rod Flanders? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so now the carbon rod gets its own parade, which the Simpsons are now watching on TV. Yeah. And Homer's like, Oh screw this and turns it off because he he knows he did it and yeah. And you know Bart gets annoyed because they were about to show (laughs) close-ups of the rod, and obviously Homer hates that rod. But Lisa and Marge remind him that only a handful of people could have done what he did. Yes. So they're actually so he's earned their respect. Yes. He's earned the respect of his friends and well maybe not friends but family. (laughs) Yep. Um, and I like how Homer's (laughs) like, yeah, maybe I do have the right. What's that stuff? Such a great line. Yeah. Uh, and so Homer thanks Marge and Lisa. And Marge asks Bart if there's anything he would like to say to Homer. And Bart replies, nah, he knows how I feel. And Bart's writing the word hero on Homer's head. Which nice. Yeah. That's nice. Surprised Homer didn't do the bit where he turns yeah. around and tries to look at it again. But that's okay. And so Bart, after Bart writes hero on his head, he throws the marker into the air. And we go into uh, space. Where we see a fox satellite <laughs> and a baby Homer, because apparently Homer's sperm impregnated someone, in space. an alien. In well, space. okay, so this, so the the baby Homer is a reference to th- two thousand one, a Space Odyssey. Yes, yeah, I do like how the fox satellite hits baby Homer. That he's like no. Uh, right. So there are a couple things we missed throughout the episode huh? that I just want to fill everyone in on. Sure. So uh, several scenes in this episode actually spoof the right the movie, the right stuff. Ever from 1983, including saw. Homer and Barney's training regiment ah. and the crew singing while sweating uh, to re-entry. Ah. So those two, two movie moments ah, okay. uh, that, that we didn't call out. And then one other thing, it's the space shuttle, the Corvier yeah. the, that they're riding into space, The sh- is a reference to the Chevrolet Corvier from the 1960s. Was judged to be one of the road's most unsafe cars. <laughs> so good job, Simpsons Simpson. uh, uh, writers. You guys pulled pulled, that one, pulled I, that one out pretty good. I absolutely love this episode. Oh yeah, uh, it's a five. Everything's coming out, Millhouse. it's so. When I saw the title of this episode, my first thought was, "Please let this be default." The de- where How he says all this stuff. Because I, I don't remember I have a horrible memory. Um I remember every single one of Every time I watched Well, a new as soon episode, as I started watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. This is the I, I don't remember names very well of episodes, <laughs> but it's just so good. You have the inanimate carbon rod, default, you have the sp- you know them in space. I just it's the chimp! <laughs> the, the chimp is amazing. I don't know why they I don't know how they thought that up. It's just so good. I don't have a peck. Nope. It's a vibe. No. Everything's coming up middlehouse. Yeah, no, this is a fantastic episode. I like that we actually get Homer doing something completely out of the ordinary. Yeah, you know we go. We st- obviously start. We have with him working at the power plant. Yeah, I don't know how we got time off from the power plant to become an astronaut. I mean, I'm sure he goes <laughs> to Prince. But like, I'm going to space and Prince's like, all right, whatever, do whatever. You yeah, know. he'll probably die in space. We'll hire someone new. <laughs> probably, but uh, well, he probably didn't even remember who Homer was. <laughs> probably, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So the fact that this is one of the first episodes. I mean, aside from the snow plow king, yeah, the plow king that really Homer has been like out of his out of his depth, doing yep. something completely different. Yep. He did it for the respect of his family, which it's something he seems like he's always trying to thrive for. Yep. Um, I, I I absolutely love this episode. It's a five five everything's, uh, everything's coming out Mailhouse for me. There's just so many great but bits. I mean, yeah. the Barney drinking the non-alcoholic <laughs> champagne. <laughs> it's, hey, I I I don't know why jetpacks don't exist yet, but apparently NASA secretly has them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, NASA like, has a lot of cool uh, shit they won't yeah. tell us about. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna close it out there five everything's Let's coming go. up this is a fantastic episode oh, uh, if you guys haven't seen it go search for it if you guys are listening to this episode uh go back and watch it then listen to our episode so you can kind of get our commentary if you yep. don't see it already. or but, or watch it while you listen to yeah us. we could be your running commentary while you're <laughs> we're Unfortunately, this episode is going to be over an hour, and the episode's only 22 minutes, so we're not really the best at the uh, commentary track for this episode, no. per se. But uh, feel free to watch, then listen, yeah. and you know hear our ranting because that's one of the, why you guys listen to us. Yeah. Uh, so let's finish it off with uh, <laughs> our character profile I'm sorry. I, I'm of sorry. the week. I'm sorry, because I know what it is. <laughs> so hilarious. so this week we will be profiling <laughs> the one, the only, the inanimate Carbon Rod. <laughs> so this is our first. Anatomic object that we will be profiling. I think it might be the only one. <laughs> it might be the only one, but we'll we'll see. There's still another uh, third uh, thirty seasons thirty seasons to go, so we'll see. Um, his identity, uh, heroic material object. Yep. Color green. Yep, because as as all yep. anatomic carbon rods are. Yep, they're they're green. Uh, his efforts tireless and long overlooked <laughs> at the Springfield Nuclear <laughs> Power Plant. Uh, I don't know what his actual job at the nuclear power plant is. Well, I mean, it's an and a carbon rod. It probably helps fuel the, the, the power plant. Oh, good. Okay. Um, his greatest feat, holding the door hatch on the space shuttle after Homer breaks the handle, allowing Homer and his fellow astronauts to make it back to Earth. Yep. I mean, theoretically, this whole thing was Homer's fault. So I don't really think... Yes, he saved everyone. I think the rod definitely deserves the credit because all this was Homer's, Homer's fault. Yeah. His greatest honor, making the cover of Time Magazine in Rod We Trust... And receiving its own parade. <laughs> His greatest disparager, Homer. Yeah, Homer does not like this Rod. You know, have they ever revisited this rivalry? <laughs> I don't think so. They should. <laughs> Simpsons, <laughs> if you're listening to us, this is the this is the rivalry we that want. we need. Yes. Uh, awards Worker <laughs> of the Week at the Springfield Nuclear Power Plant. Yeah, good for the Rod. Good for the Rod. Yay, Rod. We love the Rod. And Rod, I trust. Yes. All right, guys, let's close it out with where you can find us. Head over to Facebook, Simpson City Podcast. Uh, Listen to our podcast on there if you want to listen to anywhere else. Just for a heads up, we haven't mentioned this in probably a very long time. You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Anchor. That's where our hosting site is. Make sure to subscribe to our channel or our our podcast because we do look at those numbers. If you are an Apple Podcast listener, please give us a rate and review. We haven't gotten any in a while. And I know a good percentage of our listeners do listen on Apple Podcasts. I would appreciate it if you guys could give us a rate and review on there. That'd be awesome. Uh, You can find us on Instagram, Pod. You can find us on Twitter, PC. Um, If you'd like to donate to our podcast, check us out on BuyMeACoffee.com backslash SimpsonsDidIt. And all your money will go to keeping this... uh, Endeavor running, and uh, we'll get you some stickers for your support. Um, and uh, head over, lastly, head over to YouTube. And uh, if you guys are just picking us up now, obviously you can feel free to go back and listen to the episodes on your podcast listening platform. But if you do other things like listen to YouTube all day long, <laughs> um, our podcast is on there. Just search Simpsons Data Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so in the future we can just have a URL. And that would be great, and you can get notified when uh, new episodes drop on there. Yep. Especially if you want to listen to it once, twice, thrice, (laughs) uh, or more. Um, Lastly, we have a phone number. So uh, reach out to us at 612-584-0986 and leave us a friendly voicemail. We'd like to know uh, what you guys think of the episode. We love feedback. Um, And if there's an upcoming episode you want to give us some information about or want to talk about, or input you want to give, something like that on a future episode, Um, I would definitely look at maybe, you know, the next season, so we're in season four, five. We're in five. Five now, (laughs) sorry. Wow. We're in five now. Uh, Anything for season six that you want want us to talk about, bring up. Uh, Even be a guest. Um, That'd be great. Uh, Just give us a call at that phone number, and uh, we'll uh, take that into consideration. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolanski. And I'm an inanimate carbon rod. Robert Skolanski? Yes. Okay. This has been <laughs> The Simpsons Did It. Shh.